I wish I was one of those people who bulk recorded podcast episodes, but I'm just not. I have them all outlined and everything already, but I usually record that week. And honestly, it's because I like to make sure it's relevant and something I actually care about that will help you in your business. This week, I'm so glad I didn't record this episode early because something really unexpected happened that aligns so perfectly with the theme of this episode. So yes, this podcast episode is coming out a few days late, but still in the same week that it should. Obviously, the title of this episode is How to Recession-Proof Your Small Business, which we are going to dive into five ways for you to do that, but the underlying theme is how to prepare your small business for the unexpected. If you've been in my circle for even a short period of time, you know my main mission is to help you build a sustainable, long-lasting business. We don't do quick fixes around here or play into hustle culture. We are building businesses to last and that work with you and your lifestyle. That is exactly what this episode is. Shit happens, life happens, things rarely go according to plan. So if you can set yourself up and your business up in a way where it works with the ebbs and flows of life, you will no doubt be successful and run a thriving business, which most small business owners don't get to do. So in today's episode, we're diving into a personal story on my terrible first week of 2023 and the business lessons this taught me, and then dive into five ways to recession-proof your small business, aka run a thriving, profitable business no matter what happens in life. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Olivia Austin, brand designer, strategist, business coach, and life enthusiast. I'm obsessed with helping people build a dream life and business that allows them to wake up every day doing what they love and make money doing it. Each episode, I'll take you behind the scenes on how to build an authentic brand, intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. So grab a coffee, open up your journal. This is Behind the Design Podcast. Okay, super quick, just what I'm reading right now. I actually am still reading some of the books that I was reading in December. However, I downloaded two books to read for this month. One is The 12 Week Year. I'm sure you guys have like heard about it. I was totally influenced via Instagram and was very, very intrigued. So I'm listening to that or going to start that after I finish my current book. And then I'm also listening to a book called Personal Branding for Entrepreneurs. So my theme kind of for this month is productivity and um, personal branding. So those are the two books that I'm reading right now. I actually haven't even started them. So I'll let you know in the next episode how they're going. Um, But the 12 week year, I know a lot of people are reading that. So if you are also reading that, send me a DM. I'd love to chat about it. Um, Definitely a year for productivity uh, for me. So excited to dive into that. Okay. So now to get a little personal. So usually I don't share these types of um, like this personal of information, but the this year I really want to be super transparent and authentic with you guys and I know that for me when I hear other people's stories and their life events like that that is where I get the most education from that's where I get the most inspiration from yes I love trainings and doing stuff like that but I think for me personally where I get the most um yeah like lessons and 
things from is from hearing people's life experiences. So I want to share with you guys that this week, so on January 3rd, literally, like three days into the new year, um, I went into the hospital and I am 31 weeks pregnant. So we had a little scare, not a little scare. It was a big scare with our baby. Um, and I went into the hospital Tuesday. Um, it started Monday night. I went into the hospital Tuesday morning and was basically monitored at the hospital for, um, four days. So I got home on Friday and everything is good. I'm okay. Baby's okay. We're both home, um, with a baby in my belly still that is growing. Um, but it was very, very scary. Um, and as someone who like, honestly, like my pregnancy has been going really well. And I feel like my whole life, like I've been super lucky with like health and just things like that. This was just like such a shock and was so eye-opening in so many different ways. Um, but basically what happened is they thought it was a placenta abruption. So on Tuesday we were at our local hospital and they basically like rushed us to, um, a level three NICU, um, because they were preparing for us to have a preterm baby. So it was very scary considering like we have literally nothing prepared. Like we don't have names for the baby yet. We don't have the nursery done. Like literally nothing is ready. Although that's beside the point. Like obviously, um, we just want to have a healthy baby, but, um, you know, we still thought that we had two months left. So, um, this unexpected event really like, I'm still, I'm honestly still processing it because it was just so terrifying and very, um, just a shock. Um, but I wanted to share that because, or start the episode off with this story because, um, the how to recession proof your small business, like yes, recession proof, it's kind of a buzzword right now, but, um, it's really about preparing your business for the unexpected. So when you are, when you have a small business, like, yes, we talk about like how to be the CEO of your business and how to take a step back and stuff like that. But like that takes a really long time to get there. And it also is very difficult. So you as a small business owner, like you are always going to be heavily involved in your business. Like it is always going to rely on you, your brain, what like your passion, like your expertise, your skills. So the best thing that you can do for yourself is to set your business up for the unexpected so that you are continuously being profitable, managing your clients, bringing in revenue while life happens, like while things are going on and without having your business to solely rely on you. So Tuesday was obviously like very scary. And then Wednesday and Thursday, um, we were just being really closely monitored and they just wanted to like make sure everything was good to go and that we were just like, you know, safe to go back on back home on Friday. And they just think it was an isolated incident and hopefully I carry this baby to full term. But now of course I'm like, oh my God, what if this baby comes early? Have to get everything ready, blah, blah, blah. So I'm happy to answer any more questions for, I don't want to like go too deep into it for you guys who like don't even care. Um, but if you have any questions, like please feel free to DM me. I'm happy to talk about my experience a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so that happened. So basically the entire first week of 2023, I was 
in the hospital. Um, so what this really taught me, and I honestly, like I said, haven't really processed this. So please forgive me if I'm like bouncing around a little bit, but, um, what this really has taught me and like really brought everything full circle was that in September, I got really clear on the vision for my business and my personal, um, position in the business and what I was doing and just where I saw the business going in a year, two years, three years. And it made me make a really massive pivot into the way that I'm structuring not only my role in the business, but how having a team um, and then also just how I'm diversifying my revenue across multiple streams of um, multiple avenues and skill sets and stuff like that. So this pivot started in September and I'm going to do an entire separate podcast episode on this. So if it's a little bit confusing, please forgive me. Um, But basically I have started like really slowing down with the amount of work that we're taking in, um, the projects that we're working on, the clients that we're working on. Um, I trimmed down hours with my team. My position in the business has changed a lot from more of like a CEO to being more involved in brand strategy and design and all of that stuff. So that is important to note because I was really unsure about this decision and felt almost like maybe I was making like kind of being a failure because I was scaling back a little bit, going through all the imposter syndrome things. But this, this like life event or this, you know, hospital visit really made it clear to me that I made the right decision because if I didn't make this pivot and I didn't start scaling back and I kept going on the trajectory that I was going, I would have had a legitimate mental breakdown on top of everything that was happening this week. So it really brought everything full circle. And the biggest lesson that I've learned from this is like, listen to your gut and don't do what other people are doing. (laughs) Like, don't just do it because other people are doing it. Like, just because other people are scaling their teams and growing their businesses and stepping into the CEO, like whatever that means for them, it doesn't mean that that's the right decision for you and your happiness in your business. So again, like I said, I'm gonna really do an entire podcast episode on this, maybe the next one or the one after that, um, on like what my business pivot looked like and what this year is gonna be. Um, But I would say the biggest takeaway is like, If you are going day to day in your business and you're not happy with what your tasks are, if you're constantly stressed, if your clients are stressing you out, if you're worried about money, um, something has to change. And the only way that that's going to change is by you doing it. It's not just like magically going to happen. And it all comes down to like the really, really little things and the biggest thing for me was saying no. Like anytime new clients like wanted to work with us or, you know, whatever, I just had to say no and like really think about what was best for me and not be a people pleaser and worry about my team and what they would think and all of that stuff. So that's the biggest lesson that I think I learned. And like I said, I wanted to share this in the beginning of, like I said, in the beginning of the episode is we're basically preparing for what we don't know. So you 
like baseline, you want your business to really feel in flow and aligned and you want to feel valued. And yes, like you want to work hard. Like I know you who's listening to this right now, like you're a hard worker. Like I get that. I work super, super hard. There's a difference between being a hard worker and hustling and grinding away towards something that you don't even believe in. So having that underlying, that foundation of your business where you're constantly feeling in flow and valued and you're having fun, that is the baseline. That is like, that is the standard. Anything after that is, is not what, what you want. And that's again, like what I want to talk about in this episode, because if you have that foundation in place, then anything like that might throw a wrench in that, you know, a hospital visit or taking a long vacation or just like taking a personal break, it doesn't hinder your numbers. It doesn't hinder your your drive. It doesn't, you know, make you feel like a failure because you have already prepared for that. So with all that being said, I want to now dive into five ways to recession-proof your business. And just to preface, I had to take economics twice in college (laughs) before I switched majors. And my dad definitely helped write my papers. But as a business owner, like I've been saying the last, I don't even know how many minutes, you have to prepare for the unexpected. So while I'm absolutely not the most knowledgeable on this topic, talk of a recession is something that I just wasn't willing to ignore. And I want to share with you some of the ideas and things you can do for your business to prepare for the unexpected. And I encourage you after listening to this episode to do a little bit more Googling a little bit more research um, because, again, like I said, we're preparing for the unexpected. Yes, a recession, but also a hospital visit, a long vacation, a mental break, literally anything. We want to set your business up for success so that it's constantly working for you um, no matter what is going on in your life. Okay, so first things first, and I all want, also want to say that these are all things that I did in the last two to three months in my business, like heavily, which have allowed me to be super profitable and like very, very stress-free. So if you're also like wanting to save money, um, which I definitely recommend like having, you know, a higher emergency fund just for this year, just in case, um, is, So I, yeah, I did all of these things. And um, I also want to say this too. I don't want this to like be a fear mongering um, episode. Like I don't want you to like start freaking out like, oh my God, I need to like do all these things for my business. Like what if no new clients come in? Like, no, absolutely not. We don't have any time for that type of scarcity mindset. This again is just to prepare you and also just like reevaluate your business um, for the new year. Okay, so number one is trim the fat and cut expenses. So one thing that I notice a lot, especially if you're making, you know, a decent consistent revenue of like 10, at a minimum of $10,000 a month, you know, especially as you get higher into like the $40,000, revenue months is your expenses get like (laughs) shit just hits the fan. And I know that this happened to me like when um, we were really growing and like they say you have to make money to spend money. Yes, I believe that, but it doesn't need to be for like years. So you really want to look at your expenses 
and see what is actually necessary. So like look at like as small as like Slack and, you know, uh, things that like you're paying for that maybe you don't need to, maybe you can do like a free membership or whatever. Um, but definitely like cutting your expenses and then just overall like trimming the fat in the business. And what I mean by trimming the fat is just like what like kind of bothers you about like investments or some of the, um, the rep, like the expenses that you're paying for each month, like what is something that you think is like not exactly necessary? And this could look like, you know, a team member, a VA, um, things that you could do yourself, um, that aren't totally necessary. And this was one really, really, really big lesson that I learned, um, as I was growing and scaling my team. And if you listen to last week's episode where I talk about um, the business mistakes that I made in 2022, um, a really big mistake that I made was delegating too much. And this is a mistake I see a lot of times in my mentees or the girls that I coach is that we have this in our head as like the owner of the business that like, I can't do that or like I shouldn't be doing that or I need to be outsourcing this when in reality there are certain things within the business that you should still really have tight control over. And one mistake that I see a lot of um, creatives and designers do is outsourcing social media um, and marketing. And the reason I say this is because the way that marketing is going in 20, that was going you know, has been going the last two years, like 2021, 2022, and now especially in 2023, that's going to be true, is that people want to see more of you. They want to see authentic behind the scenes. They want real purposeful content. They don't want to see that like the five color palettes of winter 2023, like no one wants to see that again. So you like in order to show your personality and like your, um, like what makes you different and really call in the types of clients that you want is going to be doing your marketing and your marketing strategy on your own. Obviously, um, you know, having someone help with engagement and like other things and stuff like that. But if you're going to cut back expenses, um, I personally think that this is a really great way to do it and just dedicate your time to marketing. Like when you're saying, oh, I don't like Instagram or oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. Like that is literally the lifeblood of your <laughs> of your business. Um, if you're not dedicating time to marketing and content creation, then it will be hard to co- consistently bring in the right clientele. Um, so I kind of went on a tangent there, but <laughs> basically number one, trim the fat and cut expenses. And the biggest thing that I recommend doing is um, if you're currently like, Um, if you think that you could handle marketing on your own, um, then I would like trim the fat there personally. Okay. Number two is diversify your revenue streams. So what I mean by this is making multiple ways to work with you that don't take up your time. So while you might have like your high ticket custom one-to-one clients and you're, you know, you can have the work with a lot of you know, you can take in clients that way. I would diversify ways to work with you um, so that you're kind of calling in clients of all different, um, you know, with all different budgets and investments. So if you've been thinking about passive income, this is the year to start, um, especially if clients are like people in general are going to be 
a lot of people are going to be cutting expenses. So like what I said in number one, like if you're cutting expenses, so are a lot of other people. So they're really going to be thinking about like where they're allocating their resources and their finance and their financials. So if you can diversify your your revenue streams and diversify your service options in a way that you know, someone might not want to do one-to-one, but they could buy a template or they could do a VIP day or they can do something else that's like a lower um, investment, but still highly profitable for you. And maybe even a way for you to just not even have to work with them one-to-one. That's going to be really, really profitable um, and a really great way to continuously bring revenue in. Um, without it taking up your time. So having multiple different investment options, services options for um, potential clients is a really great way to do that. Um, my favorite way is to think of the client as like a lifetime clientele. So you have like a low ticket offer and then you have mid, high, and anchor. So for example, if you are a designer, low ticket might be, you know, a... Um, uh, a logo or, or a template. Mid might be branding. High might be, you know, custom brand and web. And anchor might be brand, web, brand strategy, all of those things. So just just like off of top of my, my mind. But you want to have um, having those different like different options and like multiple different ways for people to work with you that don't necessarily take up your time. I think the best thing to think about this is like through passive income and and that way, because then you could just work on marketing from there. Um, another really great way that I haven't done too much research on, but am definitely considering is monthly recurring revenue. So basically just like always having a baseline of recurring revenue, whether it's through retainer clients, whether it's through um, a membership, um, whether it's through like payment plans through for clients, this will really, really just help like ease peace of mind and knowing that you have monthly revenue coming in no matter what and that you're not constantly trying to get new sales. Number three, strategic profitable pricing. I saw this a lot in 2022 of people decreasing their prices, which I really don't think is a good idea. People had more money than ever last year. They were spending a lot. But in 2023, we're going to see the opposite. People are going to be very selective about what they're investing in. They might be spending a little bit less, but that doesn't mean that they don't have the means to invest in you if they see your service valuable. So I don't want you to decrease your pricing at all. I want you to increase your pricing in a way that is very profitable for you. So if you aren't already as a designer tracking your hours and knowing how long it takes you to do things, your expenses, and like really, really knowing your profit, which is revenue, minus expenses, um, then you need to do that like ASAP. Like on your next project, I want you to time how many hours it takes you to do things and really strategically set up your pricing. Um, because like I said, you know, people are cutting expenses. However, if they find your service valuable, which as a brand and website designer, our services are super, super valuable for other business owners. Like they need us in order to achieve their business goals. So don't forget that. <laughs> um, but people are going to be, if they find value in your services, they are going to invest in you. So it's going to be really important for you to set up your 
services in a way that really aligns with your goals and with a way that makes you feel comfortable that you can take care of yourself and your family um, and allow you to save um, going forward. So like I said, you know, setting up your services in a way that feels good for you, um, that allows you to diversify your um, revenue and have multiple investment weight multiple multiple ways for clients to invest in you um but that also feels really really good for you um so again like i said make sure you're tracking your numbers know how many or your hours know how many how long things take you and feel confident in pricing where your value is at um because you are the expert so you know what to provide your clients and you know what your potential clients need from you and especially when they're going to make really really important investments in their business they want to know that they're in good hands so my favorite way to do this is have a base package um, for branding and a base package for website and then the client has the opportunity to add on from there. So no matter what the client is, every single person is getting XYZ for branding, XYZ for website, XYZ for brand, web, and copy. If they wanna add anything else on, like Instagram templates, um, collateral items, brand messaging, we, have, we will add that on for them at an additional investment. And this is just a really great way for one, for us to be as most profitable as we can, but then also giving the client the opportunity to put together a package that works for them. And it's also not super confusing. You know, I see a lot of people have like multiple logo options and multiple website options. It's like, just give the client what they need. Um, and then if they want to add on a page or they want to add something on from there, um, it just allows you to do your job better and then them get the best results. So I can honestly do like a whole podcast episode on just like your services and your pricing. But if you decreased your pricing last year, I want you to increase your pricing. Um, if you need help with this, please let me know. Um, but I think increasing your pricing where you can set yourself up for success, you know what to expect, you know your cash flow projections, this is going to just put you in a better spot um, where you're not always constantly looking for the next sale, which leads me into the next number four is know your numbers. I am always so shocked by my coaching clients who come to me and are running multiple six-figure businesses and they don't know their freaking numbers. And I'm like, how the heck do you not know this? This is like business 101, know your numbers. Like you need to know, especially like if you're trying to prepare for the unexpected, knowing your cash flow projections and your goals and how many clients you need at what investment, um, only it will help you so much. Like it, I can't even explain the amount of benefits that this has for your business. One, it helps you align with your goals and know, okay, I only need one more client at $13,000 and then I meet my numbers, easy peasy. Or, okay, I need to bring in two clients a month at $5,000 um, for branding to hit my yearly goal or whatever. Um, knowing that is allows you to have a real plan in marketing, in budgeting, in making investments, in where to invest your education, um, like what you need to know where rather than just like going on your 
year just kind of like blase and not even knowing what's going on. So knowing your numbers is really, really important. So first things first, um, I want you to look at your year ahead. So like, what are your goals? If your goal is to make $100,000 or $200,000, how many clients do you need at what pricing in order to make that happen? What is the current monthly revenue, recurring revenue that you have coming in? Like, what's that baseline? How do you want to get it up? If you're going to be introducing passive income, do you want to sell three templates a month? Like, what does that look like for you? And keeping track of it every month so that you know, like, oh, okay, so these three clients are on a payment plan of $3,000. So by, you know, July, I'll have, you know, $27,000 saved up because this is my investment, whatever. Just knowing your numbers really allows you to be safe, um, to know what to expect, to know if you can invest in like delegating for another team member or where you need to cut back on expenses a little bit more because it might be a slower month or you want to take all of August off because your family is coming to town or you want to go to Europe, like whatever. You have to know your numbers in order to make any sort of plan and without being like, holy shit, what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So that's number four. And then number five is like one of my favorites is take care of your existing clients. We are constantly trying to get new clients. Like all of like what I see on Instagram from coaches and from marketing professionals is like how to get your next client or how to get new clients when we could really be taking care of our existing ones and really nurturing our existing clients. And an initial $5,000 client can turn into a 10, 15, $20,000 client by the end of the year if we're nurturing that relationship. So for designers, what this looks like is, you know, you have a client, I'm going to do a few different options or a few different examples. Example number one is you have a client come in and they do branding and they're like, I am really excited to do branding. I'm not quite ready to do website design, but I'll definitely reach out when I'm ready. So you do their branding. They have an amazing experience with you. You pour everything into them, even though it's a little bit of a lower investment, but you provide them everything that they need. You go above and beyond with your process and your systems and all of that. And you send them a launch, like maybe even just a handwritten card. And they launch their branding, say in March. And then you continuously touch base with them. You follow them on Instagram, maybe just like liking and commenting on their stuff. You send them a monthly newsletter. Um, and then, you know, you say in their offboarding process, you kind of get a timeline, okay, when do you think that you'll be ready for website? And they think, okay, I think I'll be ready for website in August. In August, you reach out, hey, just wanted to touch base, blah, blah, blah. And then they decide that they're ready or they, at least you're top of mind for them. So that's just one way to like constantly stay up to date. Another way is a client comes to you for branded web and they're they don't know what else you have to offer. So this I ha this happens to us all the time, which I think is so funny because to us as designers, we're like, how do you not know that we could do all things graphic design? <laughs> but clients don't know that. So our what we say or what I do is the entryway to work with us is through branding and web. So 
clients come to us and they do brand and web and usually copywriting. Um, after we launch, I usually will say, okay, we can do Instagram templates and we can do, um, you know, collateral and help you with your email templates. And typically clients will sign on for another three months after that of ongoing retainer work. And that's just another way to get clients in the door to continue working on brands. Like I love working on extended like extended projects with clients because I love seeing the brands come to life. That's super, super fun for me. Um, so thinking about it in terms like that, like how can I educate the client on what else I can offer? And a lot of times that's on like an offboarding call and an offboarding series um, and just over communicating to the client. Like, hey, if you need any design work going forward, like come back to me. I already know your brand. I already have all of your like fonts and files and everything. Like I get you just, if you need anything, come back and just make it super, super easy for them to, um, contact you, get what they need done and go on from there. Like we prioritize past clients. So if a past client comes to us and is like, Hey, I need email templates designed. No problem. We'll fit you in. The turnaround time is typically like maybe two weeks, depending on what the project is. So, um, yeah, just making it very easy for clients to do that. Another way is to have some sort of strategic partnership, which I only do with a certain amount of clients or a specific amount of clients um, if they have like really big projects. But for example, like we're working with a client right now who is launching a podcast, launching an app, needs a sales page, needs Instagram, needs like all of these things. And so what makes the most sense for them is a partnership over a long period of time. So the um, the payment plan and our contract is over seven months. Um, so no matter what, this is just like recurring revenue um, from clients. So that's just like my two cents. So by how you can take care of your current clients is like, you know, over communicating, sending them emails, um, engaging with them on social media, just really staying top of mind. Also making sure that your process is um, really high end and easy to follow. And then also um, is just not, instead of looking for the next new client, is just really, really nurturing your existing clientele um, and just giving, pouring all of your energy into them. And I also think this is just a good way energetically to show the universe that you're very grateful and you're abundant and you're like so thankful for the clients that you do have and that you're not just always constantly looking for new clients. Okay, so I want to go over those again. So five ways to recession-proof your business is one, trim the fat, cut expenses. Two is diversify your revenue streams. Three, strategic profitable pricing. Four is taking care of your, or number four is knowing your numbers. And number five, I reversed those in my notes. Um, and number five is take care of your current clients. Okay, so I hope that you liked this episode and basically just the point I want to get across is that I really want you in 2023 to focus on building a long-term sustainable business. So setting up the foundation um, to really align your business with your values and for uh, that allows you to live your life very stress-free and be prepared for the unexpected. So like 
just the whole knowing your numbers things like while I was in the hospital almost $15,000 got deposited into my bank account like I was there for four days and I just didn't have to worry about any of that because I knew my numbers I have um, amazing clients like my business was set up and the foundation was set up where I just that was just something that I just didn't have to stress about and I'm very very grateful for that um I don't take that lightly and I share that with you because it's totally possible um and that's the what I'm trying to help you do as well um, and have clients who are understanding and, and aren't aren't worried about it. So I hope that this um, inspires you, provokes some questions like I would love for you to DM me um, if you on Instagram at by Olivia Austin. You can always DM me there. Um, but yeah, I'd love to continue this conversation and I hope that it helps you and helps prepare you for um, the new year and that you have your most profitable, successful, thriving year yet. And I'm excited to um, be on this journey with you. So yeah, always come say hi. Um, Always feel free to ask me questions, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into Behind the Design Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Austin, designer, business mentor, and life enthusiast here to help you build your dream life and business. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review and share. And don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at byoliviaaustin. I would love to hear from you. Head to byoliviaaustin.com for free trainings, business resources, courses, and other ways to work with me. I will see you in the next episode.